podcast. Uh, for all of you listening and watching, thanks so much. We appreciate that. Uh, we got TJ and Austin on uh, the podcast today. Hello. Thanks so much for uh, hello, being hello. on. Really it's appreciate nice to finally that. be on. Thanks, yeah, so it's so a little backstory. TJ has been <laughs> talking in my ear all week about he's not been on the podcast. All these other people have been on the podcast. He's had Ian and Jordan. Ian man. and Jordan and Megan and all these other those chats behind the camera yeah. saying, what the heck, why am I not on here? Well, Chad, <laughs> and, if the camera comes on, Chad runs. He's on, <laughs> hey, at least you got a deep bench. You know, right? You got a deep no, bench I do. I have I have quite a bit of people I can pull from. Just so happens the TJ's on the end of the bench. Right? Yeah, you know, yeah, it's a deep bench. Like I'm always picked last for fun. That's okay. We got ten people. He's number nine. Maybe, I don't know. We'll see. No, but thanks, TJ, for being on. Yeah, I pre- you bring a lot to the table. Even if uh, I had to twist your Yeah, he was he was complaining yesterday, and he's like, "Be careful, be careful what you wish for, because it might it might just happen." So, uh, TJ's a great candidate for this podcast, though. So we're talking about quapters. Yeah, we're talking about uh, mainly brushless micro quads. If you guys are watching the video podcast, you can see we have a whole pile of different uh, micro brushless quads. Yeah, there's Mm -hmm. uh, definitely they've been coming out with a ton of those. Um, But I had a question: like, what is considered micro brushless? Like, is it 110 millimeters and under, or is it just, you know, the motor size? Or I mean, really, I I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Let's define it right now. Yeah, yeah. The, the majority it's, of what I've seen is, like, if you go on, uh, just for instance, Multirotor Mania, I've been on their website all day, and they have a lot of 130 and smaller carbon frames. So, for me, okay. 130 and smaller is what I would call it. Okay. But pretty much, if it's, if it's running, like, 14... 100 series motors or smaller yep i would call that micro sure you know i mean well there's even some that are running even smaller motors now right yeah. like 1300 and stuff uh, like that well these got 1104s 1104s yeah. yeah the gremlins and the, the baby hawks it just keeps getting smaller yeah now, why is that new do you think like why is it is it the motor technology is that what's making it it's more possible uh i would say yes they i, I tried a micro brushless probably two years ago now and it was absolutely terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was. It was just awful. It's it bad. It, it flew, but for like five minutes, and then it died. Okay, mm-hmm. interesting. And it was just the the motor, the motor windings, especially where the wires connect to the motors, mm-hmm. is very touchy, I guess. And that was my issue: is I kept breaking them off. And luckily, these new ones, you know, they're they're a lot more sturdy. Yeah, my suspicion is it's probably motor quality yeah. and flight control. You know, flight controllers. I'm guessing are yeah, probably getting, getting a lot smaller, and getting a lot more refined, intricate. a lot more dialed in. Um, but yeah, so there's a um, some of the more more popular ones are out. We have uh, the Furious FPV uh, Mosquito sit on the table here. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like one of the very first ones that came out. Um, <clears throat> that just were that a um, hundred or under size. Yeah, right. um, actually, that one's even smaller. That one's yeah, seventy, 70 millimeter. millimeter, reliable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and reliable. Yeah, and. Uh, um, then uh, most recently is what is what's blown me away is the price point is right. how far the is how yeah. far and how fast the price point has been dropping on them. Well, the right. one that I built a couple of years ago, even though it was junk, man, it was one hundred fifty two hundred dollars. Well, I believe that, yeah. And well, because a lot of people th- usually think that when something scales down size wise, that it also should scale down in price, mm-hmm. and that's not always true, right? right. Um, you know, because you can buy a thousand dollar cell phone and you can buy a thousand dollar television you know they're both you know made out of they both have screens they're both electronics you know but they do different very different things and the price points are similar yeah um but and that's been true i think for the micro brushless class for quite some time um except for you're dealing with less materials you have less carbon fiber you have less um labor you have less material 
Um, but uh, I've been really impressed with the Baby Hawk with yeah. the ninety-nine dollar price mm-hmm. point of the Baby Hawk, um, and that for, for that point, for that matter, the Gremlins as well. Yeah, um, you know, you can pick up what is it? The basically the power pack of the Gremlin is it's the same eleven oh fours that the Baby Hawk is using. Correct. But I think we have that for what seventy nine, seventy four ninety five. I think at the moment, mm-hmm. and that includes um, the frame. So for yeah, so for under seventy seventy five bucks, in the case of a ready to fly for the Baby Hawk, for under a hundred dollars, you can yeah. get flying, and. Um, you know, that's what basically the, um, you know, for like the tiny weapon, that sort of thing, mm. that's what a bind and fly inductric costs yeah. right. is $99. And there's all kinds of upgrading and swapping out and you're every week you're changing out <laughs> motors and that sort of thing. And for, uh, for a tiny whip. So, um, if you guys had any issues with, um, fly, we've been flying the baby Hawk a little bit. We've mm-hmm. been flying the gremlins a little bit. Have we had any issues with motors going out or having to replace motors? The only time that we had a big issue with one of the motors was actually on this red one. You can't; those of you that are listening obviously can't see it. Uh, TJ decided to take a fun experiment and try a couple different sized batteries on uh, on the Baby Hawks. It said TJ has a habit I, of doing that. Yeah, I don't know yeah. where he got the information, but he decided he'd try a four cell battery because three cell went so well. Yeah, uh, he's like, you know what, four cell, let's try that. He spins up the motor and poof. Magic smoke, ESC blown. Magic smoke. We had to put out a fire. That's that, <laughs> magic yeah. fire. That's true. It was it was on fire. Now, what size ESCs come standard in the six baby box? So they're six, six amp. Six yeah. So I can now, see I mean, why four cell might have been an issue there. It, it, it says <laughs> that four cell it says is four cell possible, capable, but no, don't don't do it. <laughs> uh, actually, on my uh, gremlin here, which if you're watching, it has the nice carbon fiber frame Ooh. that is beautiful. <clears throat> now I put 12 amp ESCs on those, and which Emacs has a new bullet series, and even the 35 amp ESCs are just crazy tiny. Are those the 12 amp on her now? Yeah, no, no those yeah. are really small. That's what I'm saying. So I put 12 amp ESCs on it. Uh, it flies great, two cell, three cell, but four cell still is not a. It, it don't do it. It does it as long as you stay under like half throttle. Yeah. And then if you go above that, it desyncs and turns into a cannonball. <laughs> that, that happened the uh, the other day, actually. Yeah, yeah yes, yesterday. Yesterday or the day before? Or day, day before, I think it was. <laughs> yeah. uh, we had to remove it from a roof again. <laughs> uh, thanks, Ian. For, yeah, for Ian, Ian's man, he climbed yeah. up there. It's fantastic. So what, what's the appeal, guys? What's Is smaller better? Are we just going to keep getting smaller and smaller? Or is there a <laughs> size to that? Or is there, is there a sweet spot? <clears throat> Why not? Let's take it as small as we can, and then we'll do the the whole, you know, you got a tummy ache. Let me fly in there and see what's wrong. <laughs> there we go. FPV <laughs> surgery? Is that yeah. super, super micro brushless. <laughs> super micro. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I feel like they can't really get a ton smaller for, and still be fun. For me, the Gremlin is pretty much perfect. Yeah. Because you can throw it in the box. You can do whatever you want to with it. It has a ton of power, especially if you take it to three cell, which... Yep. You know, two like like I told Arden the other day, he was asking about three cell. You know, two cell is recommended. Yep, three cell is possible. It it runs great. It's a lot of power on three cell, but if you do run it on three cell, I wouldn't do it. You know, don't put it on full throttle and leave it there. Yeah, right. You know, just just have fun with it. Yeah, you because know, it's the motors are the the question mark really. Mm-hmm. You know, other than that, everything else will run great on it. So. Yeah, for uh, for most mere mortals, I think the three cell will probably be plenty. <laughs> but, yeah, two, uh, two cell, <laughs> two cell, yeah. Two cell. Um, but uh, but but definitely, uh, you know, the more crazy you want to get, you know, go for it. Yeah, yeah. I do think that the you know the part of the advantage with the brushless is probably also flight time. Yeah, uh, I know for that, sure. that uh, you know for 
a totally tricked out tiny whoop, you're probably looking at what, like a minute or two of flight time, minute yeah. and a half, something yeah, like that. If you if you disable low voltage cutoffs and all this right. other crazy stuff, you can get up in a couple minute marks. But yeah, for for these, I don't think anybody's really tested flight time on these. But we're getting yeah. we've five been, or six minutes. Yeah, we've been saying like four, five, six yeah. minutes. I don't think we've actually done like actual some time testing, but if it's it feels like a respectable battery. It's you know? long enough that by the time you get done, if you haven't crashed yet, you're like, man. Yeah, I'm still flying. This is, yeah, this is a long time. Yeah, and something with something this small, you're still um, you're still pushing it quite a bit. Yeah. So uh, for somebody that doesn't have a micro brushless or is thinking about getting into it, is this something indoors or what's the minimum amount of space that you would need to fly one of these? I'm guessing you know this is a perfect you know backyard garden flyer. Yeah, um, and but it's it's more based on skill level. Okay, yeah. I mean, for pretty much everybody here in the shop, we can fly them in the shop just fine. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, flying them around the house. I mean, I, I took Stefan's arm off yesterday, and it grew back, thankfully. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but scar. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's all right, buddy. That's another good question. Do these hurt? I guess Stefan would be a good Do they hurt? Place. Well, you know. They, they don't feel good, They don't right? feel good, but they don't feel like your arm's going to fall off. Right. You're not going to get, like, lacerated it's by It's kind of it. like if some guy comes over and, and just pinches you real yeah. fast. It makes you bleed. I think just about all of us have gotten hit by one at this point. Yes. And yeah. it doesn't feel great. Yeah. Alex has hit himself. Actually. But I don't think you're actually. Yeah. I would I'd, I would be shocked to see like one of these break skin. You know, like you'd have yeah. to be doing something really evil with it uh, yeah. to do that. So it, they're relatively safe, I guess. Is the or sharpen your props or something crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get some real pointy props on it. Don't do that. Yeah. That, the, the props have like real, real blunt, real blunt edge on them. Yeah. They're, Especially they're like a bull nose prop. prop. Now this one uh, that we're looking at the uh, the blade torrent one ten it looks bigger than one ten to me maybe it's just the prop guards on it but it, like I feel like is. that's getting um, it's getting big but I've heard some really good things about the blade torrent I don't yeah. think anybody here's flown this one I, yet. I've yet to no. try it um, but no, I've seen some really cool videos online um, I've seen some people speak very highly of it so it looks cool um, it does look cool and it is eleven oh four motors so it's the same as the uh, the, the gremlins baby hawks but they're they're a higher kv oh, okay. Mm, okay so it, it'll probably sound a little bit louder uh, that's one of the cool factors about the the gremlins the baby hawks are still loud i mean i, I guess it's resonating through the the, the frame but plastic frame one of my cool things about the gremlin is the how quiet it is mm-hmm. compared to a lot of the other ones so that's one thing i'm looking forward to the torrent is just seeing how loud it is with the the prop guards on it it, it probably will be a little bit better to fly inside mm-hmm. and don't have to worry too much about breaking things but the the sound factor will be be the determining thing for me so i've heard uh people in the industry um i've actually heard this exact comment you know from people in the industry which is you know what's the next tiny whoop you know people have used that phrase just uh just because i think tiny whoop was kind of unexpected it just something that blew up and yeah, right. um <clears throat> it just caught on really really fast do you guys think that uh, micro brushless is the new tiny whoop or do you think it's it's just something different entirely i have to say that you know after flying a tiny whoop and any of these other brushless uh quads here like the tiny whoop i think has is in its own class mm-hmm. because it it goes slow enough and it's small enough that you can literally go anywhere and everywhere yeah and and it's stable and you're not worried about hitting anything you can hit something in the cheek and bounce off whatever uh, go through super small holes these ones, these brushless micro quads, they just have a little bit too much oomph, too yeah. much power um, to be able to go and continuously go through small holes. Unless you're like a TJ or an Ian that is a professional pilot, uh, in, that, in my opinion. I think Tiny Whip will always be in its own yeah. class. 
Um, but Tiny Whip's definitely not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, that's kind of that's kind of my opinion as well. Is that none of these are basement flyers. None of these are. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to buzz around your kitchen. You're not going to go through your living room with these. You know, like <laughs> these are definitely. You know, for somebody of my skill level, these are probably outdoor flyers. Um, and if you want to get really crazy and don't mind breaking stuff, maybe an indoor flyer. Um, but like I was, um, something that I, th- I thought was remarkable about some of the micro brushless is just how much it flies. Like, I think that like something like a, like a three inch, like a vortex, a vortex uh, 150 is a three inch, right? Yeah. Um, like that was to me, it was remarkable how much that felt like a five inch, even yeah. though it's much smaller. Mm-hmm. And what I think it's remarkable about the micro brushless is how much it feels like something bigger, like a, like a three inch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think that, um, even though you're getting smaller, your weight to thrust ratio is still absurd. And so you have a lot of, uh, available power and that sort of mm-hmm. thing to you where, you know, with a tiny whoop, you know, you're, you're, you know, pinning at least the ones that I've flown, you're pinning the throttle yeah. and then you're hitting the ceiling or you're bumping up against the ceiling, right. but you don't feel like you're breaking stuff. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I think I agree. They're a, just a totally different class, a totally different type of fun. Um, mm-hmm. So if you have, you know, a beefed up Inductrix or if you have an Inductrix FPV or something like that, I would, I would strongly suggest looking, especially at the price point right now, I would strongly yeah. suggest looking at a micro brushless. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. It, it's the price is dropping the motors and ESCs and technology is getting better. Um, so really, it's, it's such a good time to get into that micro brushless scene, to be honest right. with you. Which, yeah, which is really cool. And yeah. also, on, I just wanted to note with the uh, with the Gremlins specifically, obviously, because we've been doing we've been doing a lot of that Gremlin stuff around. If you guys have seen on the the episodes and vlogs, uh, it's because we can't we literally can't get enough. Yeah, right. I mean, it is that much fun. And I'm just gonna be honest with you guys, it's that much fun to fly these squads, whether it's indoors, whether it's outdoors, whether it's underneath things, above things, going over roofs. I mean, it doesn't matter. Right, we literally enjoy every single time we pick these things mm-hmm. up and fly. And now, obviously, we're uh, sourcing the carbon fiber, so it's even making it stronger. I mean, the frame's not going to break. No, I mean, you're not going to you're not going to break this. But you could run into a brick wall probably, and, and it probably won't break. Um, Actually, ast- I think, on that. I think somebody did break uh, one of the Dillon frames. That was actually this one, which is Alex's. But it's because the oh yeah that's the right the arms are too are too yeah. slender yeah uh, which to scale them up. hopefully we get to send that out this week for carbon yeah so that's cool. that's one thing to look forward to is having a miniature alien looking frame for the man I'm excited for it yeah and, you, you and did a really cool job and the other thing on that is that obviously we're sourcing carbon fiber frames of the frames that we've made mm-hmm. etc but we also want to see you guys make up your own frames we want to see all your 3d printed models whether you cnc cut it whatever it may yeah. be like we there's a thread on the forum right now diy gremlins forum and it's got 190 posts of some sort That's so cool. um, with people talking and chatting about different things troubleshooting showing all their 3d prints or or carbon fiber or whatever it may be and it's just awesome to see the the hype behind it, uh, but it, everybody's just joining in together and enjoying the the time, you know, with one, all the gremlins. One cool thing I seen the other day is you know gremlin, just the name. Somebody posted uh, a picture of an Emacs power pack because we we had what over three hundred in stock and they sold out mm-hmm. within what two days, which was amazing. Yeah. But the downside is, is they sold out within two days. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's like a good our, thing and a bad num- thing. Our number one question right now is when they're coming back in yeah, stock. Right. And they will be back in stock this month. We're going to get a whole another big mess of them. Um, I'm sure those will sell out, but we're kind of working on our supply chain there and making sure yeah. that we're, we're keeping them in stock. But I know it's frustrating to, like, hear, like, all this hype about it yeah. and, like, I want to buy not one. Be to, not be able to buy and fly. Another thing we've experienced, and this is, like, 
this has kind of been industry wide is um, you know the shortage of like the 400 size batteries and yeah. that sort of thing. We're working on that as well. Yeah. Um, so uh, give us another couple of weeks here, and we'll have everything loaded back up for you guys. Um, yeah. So we don't want to hype happy. it too much and then be like, hey, right. by the way, you can't have one. Don't don't You're like, what we got? The, the cool um, thing about it was somebody had bought one of the Emacs power packs and took a picture of it and said, you know, I can't wait to build my Gremlin. Nice. So even though they didn't, you know, necessarily get it from us. Just the idea behind the the fun, yeah, mm-hmm. is still there, man. It, that that really kind of set me back. You know, it's yeah. pretty cool to see. Yeah, I remember Josh talking about the uh, the catchphrase about it's not about the performance, it's about the fun. Yeah. That, that was his kind of slogan behind the Gremlin, uh, and it's really stuck. And, and mm-hmm. not only in our minds, but but most people just enjoying the time that they have with with their Gremlin uh, and and sharing the fun with others, which is really cool. So and that's that's another thing that I like about it is the fact that you know people are making their own frames. And the goal for us is to be able to get those frames. And, you know, obviously we can't do everybody's frame. Mm-hmm. But get those and have them on the store for other people to experience. Right. And be able to, you know, <clears throat> cut it out, print it out, whatever. I mean, even Jesse Perkins, Mr. Tiny Whoop, yeah. is actually making his own uh, frame out of carbon fiber right now, which it should be done uh, fairly soon. Oh, that's awesome. So, I, mean, can't, just, I can't wait to see that one, right? Just seeing everybody get their, their hands into this is just is just so so fun. Yeah, so and cool. also you got the opportunity now, <clears throat> just I think yesterday or I think it was yesterday, uh, we just put the uh, frames that you can buy separately. Yeah. Um, so you don't have to buy the power pack if you already have something of that nature mm-hmm. and you want to build something with other motors or whatever, uh, you can buy uh, the different frames. Yeah. So I think TJ's and Josh's Currently are Currently right in now. Delrin. In Delrin. But They're going to uh, be obviously sourced in carbon fiber. Yeah, everything so else will be getting that uh, situation. So you guys can go on there and check that out as well. So that's kind of a, it's kind of a nice little thing. So is what it is. Um, so as, as far as micro brushes quads are concerned, obviously be on the lookout for new and, and available units that are going to be coming to the market. We're obviously looking to always add new things to our store, to our community. Um, and, and those things are going to be uh, coming out here, you know, regularly i'm sure with with all the new technology just in general um but uh but 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 should be should be fun to see where the uh, where the industry goes yeah, yeah absolutely i'm sure there'll be plenty more of these things coming out indeed indeed uh so another uh small topic today that we're actually going to chat about um is the red bull flug talk just just a, a quick note that obviously we went last year and enjoyed a lot of fun with the with the red bull event uh, won first place and uh, was it People's Choice Award Viewer's yeah. Choice? Yep, People's Choice. Like I talk about, it, just it's a small thing, not a, <laughs> so, not, not a little tiny thing. thing. Yeah, it's just, it is what it is. Man. <laughs> <laughs> we got a couple trophies. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Where do those trophies get to? It's yeah, mean. I think you know what? I think they're in the video guys. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's they, an appropriate place for them. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. They, but no one can see them. It's unfortunate. It's on the corner. But uh, no, so we uh, we went to uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, a while back to uh, to announce the whole thing with them, and uh, we uh, put it in our application uh, a little while back, and we just found out that it got accepted. Uh, so that's really exciting. So we will be at the next Red Bull Flug Tag, which is August fifth. August fifth, yeah, I believe. Right, and I get to go because it's so close. Yeah, I'm yeah. just gonna take my whole family and just watch you guys I fall think, in the water. I think that <laughs> yeah, I think my whole family is gonna go as well. So, yep. and it's in conjunction with a big um, festival that they have down there in Pittsburgh. Right. So if you're anywhere... Three Rivers Regatta. Is that what it's called? Okay. Yeah. So the, if you guys are anywhere in the general vicinity of, of Pittsburgh and want to come see something really cool, the flight test team will be participating in that Flutog. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just that whole festival. I've never been to it, but I guess it's really, really cool. It's yeah. That, down there, it's on the river and um, something crazy, like 400,000 people or something like oh, that go wow. to that. Um, so it's a big, big 
deal down mm-hmm. there. So if you're looking for something fun to do uh, for the weekend in August, uh, August 5th will be out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, we are rolling along with um, our different uh, STEM programs, our, you know, submitting designs or whatever for right. our uh, for our flug talk machine. So um, all these, uh, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth graders, you know, are designing and are making scale models of what they think it's a flute type machine yeah, we, should be. We've seen one of the wings not yeah. so long ago, and it's just it's crazy what they can do. Well, it's what's uh, it's what's cool with the uh, with the middle schoolers is that they're just like you know they're um, you know it's not like you know uh, where we know it's we're not, they're not thinking they're not coming from the perspective of like we know everything there is to know about aerodynamics and we already know like how to force it, how to make it something that's best that they're just doing like a ton of research of like what's worked in the past. Why did that work? You know, what's another concept that we can add to that, you know, something else that's worked. And so, um, they're really approaching it from like a, you know, a research perspective, that sort of thing. And, you know, they're absolutely killing it. So I think that we're going to have a pretty cool fluke Doug, uh, machine for that. Um, we're, you know, here at flight test, we'll build the scale, you know, the the full scale model of that, but it will, it'll be from, (laughs) Um, you know, the minds of middle schoolers. So it'll be cool to, cool to see that take flight. It's, it's unbelievable to see what can come from, and, and it goes along with also what we just got back from, from Flight Fest West, is that some of these kids, whether it be fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders, or, you know, whether you're just getting into college or whatever, <clears throat> or in high school, these kids, their minds are moving at a thousand you know, beats or whatever it is per millisecond, whatever neuron per millisecond, neuron per millisecond whatever. <laughs> I don't even know where not, I was going that's with that. That's yeah, that's a, but like they're, <clears throat> they're, they're innovating. They're, they're, they're going above and beyond. And like, just the thing, like when I was in middle school, like what, what was I doing? I was, I was kicking a ball around, you know, <laughs> playing, uh, off. playing with friends. <laughs> These guys were designing airplanes yeah. like that are flying. You know what I mean? And so it just goes to show that, that, you can kind of achieve almost anything that you want, you know, if you yeah. put, set your mind to it. And so to the STEM programs that are helping us out and, and all over the, the country, um, thanks so much for what you do uh, because it really does make an impact. And if you have not gotten into STEM, uh, consider doing so because it's it's something that uh, really moves the minds of the, of the young people these days. And a lot of people are looking to get into it. So uh, go check out, uh, obviously, fcstem.com if you, if you have the opportunity to do so. Um, get in your local school, but also uh, keep on the lookout for some new STEM stuff coming at uh, at the flight test stuff. So, uh, thanks to all you guys for doing that. Uh, and th- thanks for to Red Bull for putting on such an awesome event yeah. because it, it'll it'll really it really is a fun time. It was a thing that I got to check off my bucket list for sure. Um, get to double check it right now. I get <laughs> <laughs> ding 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 ding, which is really cool. So, uh, should be should be a lot of fun. So, if you're in the Pittsburgh area, come check it out. Uh, another little thing is that. Uh, we actually didn't get to do this the last couple podcasts uh, because we were doing some community showcase or not community employee showcase and some video guy stuff. Uh, but getting back to a small community showcase, I uh, was looking through the articles, looking through the forums the other day, and a, a guy named Ben Preston uh, popped up on my feed. Uh, I was looking through, and this guy, this guy is really cool because he has built get this ninety six ninety six wow. airplanes. It's awesome. I don't know if, what, if I've ever done anything to the 96 now, <laughs> number. Does he have them all still together, like, in his house? <laughs> From what I understand, I doubt it. Um, I'm pretty sure I was as I was going through the article, uh, there weren't everything there. There wasn't everything documented. Um, but he did say that he had 96 planes all together. The other cool wow. thing is that it was 44 of those 96 are flight test airplanes. Now, I don't understand mm. if it's actually 44 
individual flight test planes right. or if there's multiples of of those airplanes. Um, but it's really cool to see because obviously here at Flight Test we have um, a lot of different people who in our community, whether it's debated builders or whether it's Don Spinal or, or whoever, um, a passion to build. You see that on the forums all mm-hmm. the time. And at the end of the day, that that's kind of what makes FT go round is that the passion to build, to fly, to crash, and repeat. Well, that's kind of what Alex was saying. You know, speaking of Jesse Perkins at Flight Fest, said he, he built was a scout. Mm-hmm. And instead of actually going out and flying a scout, he started building an arrow. You know, just <laughs> some some people just love the building process. Mm-hmm. No, and it's, it's just true. Relaxing. And I think I can't remember the statistic, uh, but a while back I was looking through everything, and I think it's somewhere up to like sixty or seventy percent of our audience are 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 uh, scratch building. Right? It's not. It's not. It's a very smaller percentage that actually go and buy the kit mm-hmm. online. Uh, it's a bigger percentage that actually go and get the free build plans and build um, from scratch, which is really cool to see because obviously we give this this product out, we give them the option, but people are so passionate about it. You know, I, I just want to build something with my own bare hands and be proud of it. Yeah. Um, and that's really cool to see in the community. Uh, like, And just on that note, he's built like a VersaWing, a Bloody Wonder, an Explorer, Guinea Pig, Bushwhacker, Cruiser, Kraken, just to name a few. Um, and those are some of those are pretty big airplanes. So uh, that passion of building, just I wanted to, to note that because that's a big deal for us. When yeah. we see that in the community, it also it also uh, promotes us to to do that, to come up with something new, to come up with something that inspires other people. Because when you build, you inspire them. Flight Fest West and Flight Fest in general is a uh, is a is a uh, that's how you've seen it. You've seen it. it. You see the passion that that grows and the inspiration that grows from those big builds that we see at Flight Fest. There were a lot of them this year, but in general, and you'll see some coming up here in the near future in some episodes, but I feel like I was there on one day, there was three big builds, and then the next day there were six (laughs) because people were like, you know what? I want to build something, right? Why not? Exactly. (laughs) Why not? And and that's, you see that all the time. And that's just the cool part of flight test is that, and just the community in general is people inspire other people. And that's why it grows. That's why it grows so so continuously, which is which is really cool. So Ben Preston, thank you so much for inspiring others. Thanks so much for building um, everything under the sun. It seems like, which is really cool. Um, thank you for everything that you do, and, and thanks to the rest of the community that uh, that help people do that and to inspire them to do so. Um, and then also to to kind of transition out of maybe the uh, the talking points and all this other something we always like to do uh, in podcast is do some community questions. Let's hit some questions, uh, which is really cool. So let's uh, let's check let's check into that. No, I don't I don't know if it's on the list, but one thing I see a lot is why are you wearing headphones? <laughs> is that a really good question? <laughs> that yeah. has happened a lot once of or people twice. ask that. Interesting. And it's just because if we weren't, I would be yelling trying to talk to you. Yeah, just yeah. The main reason to wear headphones is just to know, um, like when you're wandering off mic like this. You know, it's easy yeah. to um it's easy to do that um it's also uh what we're hearing is exactly what we're recording yeah you right. know so it's a good to stand and a lot of the that. times it's people on youtube asking and the, and it, the fact this and is it feels, more for radio it feels comfy too yeah it's like yours you're much yeah toasty. keeps me warm you know <laughs> if there's a draft in here which there always can be sometimes so the first question is from ross mclaughlin he says i miss the old challenges like flying toaster bring them back i have one for you what's the biggest wingspan plane that you can make and fly with foam board please give it a go Hmm. Um, that's a question we get a lot, you know, yeah. is like, um, 
is, you know, do more challenges, do more challenges. And so, you know, we obviously not every single video can be a challenge. Right. But usually when I'm responding to that question on YouTube or whatever, it's like, hey, you guys, have, you know, you guys never do challenges anymore. You guys should do a challenge. Um, usually our last challenge was like a week ago, you know, and so you <laughs> yeah. just link them to the last challenge. So right. we do try to do a couple of challenges a month, yep. you know. Um, but absolutely the number one inspiration for challenges is your guys' suggestions. Yeah. So, um, if you have a cool challenge suggestion, uh, we always take a look at those and always, uh, try to make them happen. Yeah, for sure. Go ahead, uh, TJ, you can hit that next one. Hey, he says, uh, from Michael Spitzy, Spitz, Spitz, Spitza, Spitz, something. Uh, sorry if I messed that up, brother. Uh, it says there was a large banner that showed all the FT planes arranged by which power pack they used. Could a graphic like this be added to the website? Because my next project is often determined by what motors, ESCs, and servos I have available, which that's even the case with me here at the shop. <laughs> uh, it would be a great way to see what I can build, thanks to everyone who makes flight test happen. Actually, that's that that a cool diagram. Yeah. Um, and I don't, don't see why we couldn't throw that up. Yeah. It needs probably updated. So we've probably done it does, yep. half a dozen or a dozen yeah. planes since then. But, yep. but yeah, I don't see why we couldn't throw that up. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a good option. In, Alex. In, uh, Alex, we'll get we'll get Alex on that ASAP. He's the uh, he's the the builder and designer of of that awesome uh, little graphic, which is really cool. It's a good question. Uh, Stephen Holman says, in the old days, there was a rapid fire Q and A. Could you bring back that quick answer next question yes. format? Mm. Yes, <laughs> sure. Uh, Anthony Stevens, <laughs> why, why did you discontinue the Batbones tricopter? And what flight controllers are you using these days for DIY projects? Thanks. Um, yeah, we, we did discontinue the back, uh, backbone tricopter. Uh, something we say here a lot, especially as far as, far as multi-rotor are concerned is that like one year in multi-rotor years is like five years or like five yeah. multi-rotor years. Yeah. So that means that like the backbone tricopter would be like 35 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, there's just better products out there, honestly, so is, is, is real answer. Um, you know, David Vendestall, he's still, um, doing his tricopter deal and he makes an amazing product. So looking at getting into a DIY multi-rotor product um, or a tricopter product rather um, there's just there's so much great stuff out there yeah. and uh, um, it's just that you know Batbone's 35 years old so. as far as flight controllers are concerned I mean it's pretty much whatever we have on hand the any nowadays there's really not a wrong answer there's so many good ones yeah. if it's yeah. been made within the last six months to a year it's going to work fine yeah <laughs> it's so know? funny that he says six months to a year yeah how uh, many have come out how many how many have come out dude, there's year, so like? many and that's that's <laughs> the thing it's it's more of what you need it for to kind of determine that you know if, mm -hmm. we're, if it's just a typical quadcopter anything is going to work if it's like a quadcopter that you want to use a servo to drop something with eh, you're going to kind of need to work around stuff yeah. so the mrm mantis is what i've used for that that makes uh, sense yeah so so moving on here uh let's see where we're we at uh chris family asks flight test would you be willing to produce all the larger diy planes like the bronco sea duck etc in the mini scale like the tiny trainer mini guinea etc i i would like to see a, a mini sea duck the the, the sea duckling cool. as as it were sea, sea duckling. duckling there's Dude, actually been there's actually been a couple people there's actually been a couple people on the forum uh chris finley uh and i think there are some also some plans actually already online of of a guy that that made a, a miniature we call it the sea duckling i don't think he calls it the sea duckling but i do um awesome. you can go actually check on the forums um for that and actually i think you can download those build plans so if you want to get an opportunity to do that go and check that out because that's a, it there and in on that note it would be cool to see a lot of all the other big planes in, in miniature mm -hmm. planes, but they all they don't always just 
scale down. Yeah. Usually, from what I understand, there's different characteristics. When you get smaller, it gets a little more squirrely. And odds are, somebody's tried it. You know, right. so search the forums and search the articles, yep. and and lots of times people put out plans if it does turn out decent. Hundred percent. All right, uh, I'm going to go to uh, Adam McElroy. When will TJ strap Stefan onto the mighty huge drone to hashtag make Stefan fly? Well, that one, <laughs> unless you go on a big diet and lose a couple legs, I don't think it'll lift you. Okay. But something hopefully coming up fairly soon may. Now, does that say that we're going to lift somebody? Probably not. Uh, I'd say definitely not. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say yeah. nope. Don't worry, Stefan's going to fly here in just, uh, just, yeah. a, just a week or so. Right. Yeah, yeah. Jump out of an airplane. <laughs> know, see what happens. Um, next question, or is it my turn? Yeah. Yes, it is yeah. your uh, turn. Jake, uh, Soli, Jake Soli, uh, what is the worst injury on someone on your team has sustained? Um, thankfully, we haven't had like a ton of injuries here, right. but I can't think of a couple. Um, Josh Plush Raccoon? Uh, well, I, mean, that's not I don't know if show, I don't know if this is like <laughs> related to yeah. flight tests. So we'll do ones that were here in the building. But uh, Alex definitely got a nice little gash on his thumb. Yep, um, mm. he uh, um, armed a quad that had props on, and it wasn't uh, something wasn't flashed correctly. It wigged out. Or it something. wigged out, and uh, that that happens. You know, always keep your props off if you're uh, unless you're certain of what's what's going on there. Uh, another one I can think of is when we first moved into this building. Um, uh, David Vindestall was doing some 3D printing stuff, and he uh, had um, um, had his 3D printer going, and it completed. And he was here; I think it was after hours. He was here by himself, and uh, he went to, um, as you know, with uh, 3D printing, sometimes like the filament, it'll stick to the plate, the yeah. printing, the printing bed. Mm-hmm. And there's usually a little like scraper that you use to pry it off the the printing bed. And he uh, pushed that scraper like really deep into his finger accidentally, oh, like it slipped and went really deep oh, into his finger. Man. And he's not like great with Ouch. like blood and that sort of thing. And so he actually passed out. <laughs> and so he's here by himself. <laughs> he's he cuts his finger. He passes out, oh, no. and he wakes up. And there's like a pool of blood oh. like around his hand. And he's like, "Where am I? What's happening?" Oh, he's dude. told that he told this story on this podcast a long time ago. Oh, but uh, he said that like. He woke up and he thought that he was in school and like it was time to go to school and like he was like wow. having trouble like orienting himself so maybe he bumped his head a little bit we're not oh, sure no, <laughs> but dude. those are like the two standouts thankfully that those are both pretty minor and we can laugh about them but but yeah we uh, we try to keep things pretty safe here we try to have maximum fun with maximum safety so um so yeah no no horrendous injuries no, no yet. Horrend- not yet we can we can laugh about them still yeah right yeah <laughs> that's so true Oh, that's crazy. So we'll go here to we'll take another one or two. Yeah, we'll yeah, take, we'll take yeah. two more. Uh, one that kind of stood out to me is Christopher Trent, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, hey, how, hey, flight test, how do you go about troubleshooting problems with uh, planes and quads? That's a great question. Yeah, yes. and I mean, it's it's don't look at the big picture. You know, when you look at a quadcopter, don't look at it as a quadcopter. Look at it as each individual part. So the best thing to do with troubleshooting, depending on the problem, is start with whatever seems simple. So, for instance, a big question I usually get is, why is my quadcopter freaking out when I arm it? And a lot of times it's either going to be props are on wrong, which is the easiest thing to check. Mm-hmm. Motor direction is not correct. So take your props off. If they are correct, remove them. Check your motor direction. And if that's not correct, you know, then look at your border orientation. You know, Go into beta flight or clean flight or whatever you use and check orientation. So, I mean, just you know, break it down step by step and take a deep breath. And look at it by piece by piece. 
And it's, it's great info. Something else you can do that I almost always do when I'm building something is that um, some of our builds uh, for our multi-rotor builds on our channel, um, like uh, FT210 and Versacopter and some of the other ones, they have an insane amount of views on them. Mm. And I don't suspect it's because that many people have actually are actually building that particular yeah. quad, but because people are following that build because it's the same concept, it's the same parts, it's the same... Right you know, wires that you're plugging in. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if you're just trying to double check yourself, there's a ton of great builds out there that right. you can just follow along the video and just say, okay, this is how this plugged in. This is where he placed these motors. This is yeah. where, you know, and just kind of just double check yourself that way. Yeah. Um, that's a huge benefit of those videos is that you can just watch somebody else put one together. Right. And, you know, a brushless motor is a brushless motor. An ESC is an ESC. Yeah. Um, a lot of flight controllers have a lot of similarities. Um, so you can just kind of follow along and, and get the gist that way. It's a, great, it's a great question. Uh, last one, last but not least, um, let's do... All right. Uh, Andrew Campbell. Who's funnier, Josh Scott or Stefan? Josh Scott, for sure. 100%. <laughs> I, you know I, I got to say both. 100% we, agree. We love you guys the same. Yeah. That's uh, exactly it's, the same. It's, it's, you know, you're, you're both... It, it's different. Right. I mean, that's, that's all it is. You know, the, the, the sarcasm and the funniness is just different for both of you, and I love and hate you both the same. Oh, I, really, I really appreciate that. <laughs> I still think Josh is, Josh is funnier. He's, he's pretty hilarious. Uh, so, obviously, that's, that's, all the, that's all the time we got today. Um, but thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for TJ asking. and Austin. Really appreciate it. Uh, obviously, this has been a pretty cool podcast with all the brushless stuff. Uh, enjoying all that because, obviously, that's all that new technology that's coming out. So, keep on the lookout for everything new on that scene because I'm sure it will blow up as it already has done. Yeah. Uh, so everybody, thanks so much for watching and so, for listening on whatever platform you are doing so. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, please consider doing so. Um, hit that notification button because we obviously have a lot of content that comes out regularly so you can be uh, reminded of that. And we will see you guys next time. All right, guys. Thanks. See you. Bye. Bye.